The following program contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Born on May 15, 1970, in Townsend, Massachusetts, Daniel Aplante had a less than normal upbringing where he endured traumatic sexual and psychological abuse from his father and later from his psychiatrist. Leblante's upbringing was marked by chaos with his family's home and surroundings described as cluttered with junk and old cars. Attending St. Bernard's High School in Fitchburg, he was noted as a loner with a less than friendly demeanor according to both students and the faculty. By the 1980s, Laplante's solitary excursions into the woods behind his home raised concerns among neighbors. Diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder by the same psychiatrist who allegedly abused him, Laplante turned to a life of theft by the age of 15. Breaking into homes in Townsend during the evenings, he initially stole valuables and eventually escalated to unsettling mind games within his neighbors' houses. In 1986, Laplante's disturbing focus shifted to 15-year-old Tina Bowen, whom he had taken on a date during Easter break. The relationship wouldn't last, and things would eventually take an even darker turn. During the late fall of 1986, Daniel Laplante entered the Bowen residence at 93 Lawrence Street near Townsend, initiating a campaign of psychological torment on the family from a narrow crawl space no wider than six inches. After observing Tina and her sister attempting to communicate with their recently deceased mother using a Ouija board, Laplante assumed the role of a ghost. His unsettling activities included changing TV channels, rearranging items, mysteriously consuming milk, emptying bottles of alcohol without drinking them, and leaving disturbing messages on the walls using mayonnaise and ketchup, such as, marry me, and I'm in your room, come and find me. A knife was also discovered pinning a family photograph to the wall. Initially attributing the strange occurrences to his daughters, Frank Bowen soon discovered a more sinister truth. On December 8th, 1986, upon returning home, the girls found evidence that someone had used their toilet. Following a search by Frank Bowen, Laplante was uncovered in a wardrobe, his face painted, adorned in a Native American-style jacket and ninja mask, and wielding a hatchet. He ushered them into a bedroom before vanishing within the house. Tina Bowen managed to escape through a window, alerting the police, who located Laplante two days later in the cellar. Concealed in a triangular space in a corner, surrounded by the concrete foundation and an inner wall, Laplante had evidently been residing there for weeks. Subsequent to his arrest at the Bowen residence, he remained in a juvenile facility until October 1987, when his mother secured his $10,000 bail by remortgaging their house. Tragically, Laplante's story doesn't quite end there, because just two months later, he would commit his most horrific crime to date. Murder. 
Welcome to a world where darkness and mystery converge. Navigate the depths of horror and true crime and embark on a journey beyond the ordinary. Where everyday discussions, paranormal tales, and listener-submitted experiences blend into a realm of the unknown. In this dimension, prepare to explore the uncharted, confront the sinister, and question the very fabric of reality. You have crossed into a place where the unusual becomes ordinary, and the terrifying is just the beginning. My name is Ralph Anthony, and welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back into another episode, and thank you so much for listening in. I got a jam-packed yet somewhat lighthearted rest of an episode for you, so without wasting any time, let's get right into the episode with some hot topics and submissions. Okay, I'm blushing already. I am very flattered and sort of kind of turned on at the moment because, well, let me give you some backstory here. So my podcast Instagram, at Scream Queer Podcast, in case you aren't already following, on that account, I follow other creators and I like to engage with other podcasters and creators' polls and all of that fun stuff because it's important to me to engage with other creators content i mean here i am on a weekly basis asking for content so i gotta show my support too anyway before i get off on a tangent here one podcast in particular that i love 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 to interact and listen to is sort of kind of funny podcast with my besties in my head lauren and james who are a sibling duo that cover a wide range of topics from life experiences to your experiences if you submit to them and literally crack the most inappropriate jokes and i love every moment of it because if you know me personally you know i love a good inappropriate joke and they are just they're so funny they are so fun so there was an episode recently on the worst Christmas gifts ever received and I sent in my worst Christmas gift. If you want to know what I got, check out that episode. I believe it's episode 99 titled Worst Christmas Gifts. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. There was a moment in that set episode (laughs) where they started saying the kindest, most flattering things about me I was legit blushing when I was listening to this. (laughs) I'm getting shy right now. I cannot express how grateful I am because they gave your boy a lot of airtime. They're just so, they're so fucking awesome. You know, like, God. Okay, so here, the best part about that whole thing is James just starts spitting out bars 
with his own rendition of Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> and then Lauren hilariously chimes in and she's been in bars too. So the whole time I'm just like, wait, what is happening? Like, wh- like what? This is so good. And do you want to hear it? Do you guys want to hear it? Okay, but I do have to say to get the full effect check out their episode because like I was saying the way that they were able to come up with this on the spot is fucking hilarious and in my opinion it's fucking talent you both are so talented and hilarious so here is the Christmas poem that I inspired by the talented out of this world extravagant never the same extraordinary legends himself Lauren and James of Sorta Kinda Funny Podcast. Twas a night before Christmas, and all through the house, got a pitter-patter on my roof, cause I'm slightly aroused. Oh my goodness, I'm queasy, I'm feeling kinda sick, cause I can feel my heartbeat inside of my dick. Boy, you got me so lucky, you got me on guard. Just look at my penis, you got me so hard. Oh my goodness, The blood, there's so much matter. What's that rising with such a clatter? My dick. With pawn and kerchief in my hat, look at that man, I just wanna smack. If I see that man running, I'm gonna him on sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. (laughs) Boom. Wasn't that fucking great? Like, it's so good. And once again, I appreciate you guys. Everyone, please, please, please check out Sorta Kinda Funny wherever you listen. And as for Lauren and James, call me. Spotify's got a perfect platform that lets you create content, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. It's simple, all in one place, and most importantly, it's free. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts anywhere, right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating now. Spotify for Podcasters lets you distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are available. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. So not only can you be heard, be seen. Take conversations with your fans and listeners to a whole new level with Q&A and polls. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions where you can release subscription-only exclusive content, such as early releases and bonus episodes. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Scream Queer Podcast has been utilizing Spotify for Podcasters from the very beginning. I've had a blast doing it, from the simple editing and crop audio feature to the cool sounds and interludes that can help take your show to the next level. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app now or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started welcome to sort of kind of funny uh we're a comedy podcast brother and sister duo where we take your guys's embarrassing moments and stories and turn them into humor because life's about laughing at yourself and we are sure gonna laugh at ourselves i am james i am your main mac daddy host and I'm also joined by a loser. Go ahead wow. and introduce yourself, loser. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't be shy. <laughs> this is Lauren. Give it to them. Absolutely. Hey, Absolutely. What are you? What did you say? Uh, also, we sing a lot. So if you haven't listened to this episode, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
we have new episodes available every Thursday and would love nothing more than to hang out with you. Does that sound too desperate? Yes. Okay. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll see you on Thursday. And as always, text me if you want to hang out. Bye. Submit your questions and scary or paranormal experiences to screamqueercast at gmail.com or you can submit by direct message on Instagram at screamqueerpodcast. All submissions remain anonymous. Hi Ralph, I have a story time for you. Not really true crime or horror, but it was actually pretty horrific. Okay, actually, it's kind of funny. Have you ever been outed? I was outed when I was 22 and hadn't come out to my family for personal reasons. They probably wouldn't accept me. Well, that was proven. One of my cousins had come from out of town and he was staying with me. He brought his girlfriend to tag along. I was close with him, but was even too scared to come out to him. I'm relatively straight acting, so I was good at hiding it, I guess. On one night, we went out and had a few drinks. When we got back to my place, they went to bed, or so I had thought, and I decided to go to my room. I was scrolling around on Grindr for a bit and got a little hot. I had gay porn casted to my TV, and within about five minutes, my cousin's girlfriend barges in. She thought my room was the bathroom. She clearly saw my exposed body and at the same time what was on my TV. The next day and a half was awkward as fuck. Then they left. Not even a full day later, my mom calls me. Dad's so hurt, she says. To make this long story short, my dad gives me the silent treatment every time I visit and I have to constantly turn down my mom's invites to attend their church. Anyway, loving the show and loving you. I'm gagged. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't even imagine being outed in that way. Yeah. As for your family, fuck them. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've had a million rants on here about family and chosen families and all of that. But again, like you have to live for yourself and not focus on who's accepting you. Uh, I hope one day that your parents or whoever else isn't for you being you come around because, I mean, they're missing out on one incredible human being, honestly. It's just it's just not worth it. And shame on your cousin, honestly, honestly. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. I mean, this was it was kind of a humorous story that you shared <laughs> But I mean, the aftermath, no, that's that's definitely not funny. Um, to answer your question, though, uh, I wasn't outed entirely. I might have shared. Um, I've shared my coming out story before, but before um, I might have shared my sexuality uh, with a couple of chosen ones, uh, one that was related to me and one that I thought was a close friend uh, until I found out that they were out here telling people my business and my secret. Um, for the friend, it wasn't really a, a huge loss there. I think I just, I confronted them and I just, I squashed the relationship there. 
Uh, but as for the family member, let's just say that I can't really trust or confide anything in them anymore. And we'll leave it at that. Let's move on. Have you heard the 911 call of the woman outing herself as a drunk driver? No, but we're about to. Clark County 911. Somebody's really drunk driving down Granton Road. Which way are they going? They are going... Um, towards Granton or towards Janelsville? Towards Granton. Okay, are you behind them or... No, I am them. You am them? Yes, I am them. Okay, so you want to call and report that you're driving drunk? Yes. Okay, what's your name? Mary. Okay, hold on one second, Mary, okay? Okay. Are you still driving right now? Yes. Do you want to stop driving before you get in an accident? Yes, I will stop. Okay, you going to stop right now? Yep, I will stop right now. Okay, just hold on a second, okay? Okay, I'm stopping. Okay, just hang on the phone, okay? Okay. Still there, sir? Yes, I, no, uh, ma'am. Mary, I'm sorry about that. What's your last name, Mary? Sorry. Are you stopped right now? Yes, I am. Should I turn my car off and turn the flashers on? Yep, that's fine. If you want to turn it off and turn the flashers on, so then we can find you. Where are you coming from, Mary? I came from Neilsville. I'm coming from... And you were drinking in Neilsville? I was drinking all over. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be driving. How many people do you get that call in on themselves? Not many. <laughs> but I guess it's better than getting in an accident and killing yourself or somebody else. No, I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm drunk. Am I going to go to jail? What's that? Oh, I go to jail. I guess if you're over the legal limit, I mean... Well, I know I am. This really sucks. I'm sitting here calling on myself. I see somebody coming, but I... Frank Mary, 3006. You see somebody coming, you said? Yeah, but I think they're going right by. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, there goes the flashers. They're here. Okay, I will let you go speak with them. Okay, thank you. Yep, bye. Bye. Back in 2009, Mary Stray, who was age 49 at the time, openly acknowledged her inebriation, disclosing a night of prolonged drinking and voiced genuine concern about the possibility of causing harm. Following the dispatcher's guidance, she promptly pulled over and activated her emergency flashers. Chief Deputy Jim Backus of Clark County Sheriff's Office reported that Stray was located about three miles northeast of Nilsville, situated in central Wisconsin. Subsequent investigation revealed her blood alcohol content to be twice the legal limits, leading to formal charges of driving under the influence in the state of Wisconsin. Chief Deputy Backus further remarked on the rarity of DUI self-reporting. As much as I admire and commend her honesty here, <laughs> she did in fact save a potential life and even her own. Uh, this was great, honestly. <laughs> If you have any more lighthearted 911 calls you'd like me to cover, please send them my way. I have a really, really interesting topic for you guys. Picture this. You are a woman. 
you are dating this really handsome, really masculine and athletic guy. You guys take dating even further around the time you both are finishing up college and you become engaged. You're married now and live together. And as the years go on, you have two amazing children who grow up to have two very high profile careers. They've moved out. You now have grandchildren. Now it's just you and your husband. Well, what if one day you found out that the whole entire time your husband had been having sexual encounters, experiences for the past 25 years with thousands of men in the basement of your home? Just think of what would come over you. What emotions would take over? Nuts, right? I received an anonymous submission with a link to this video on YouTube to another podcast called Other People's Lives with hosts Joe Santiago, who I remember from the Vine days. Do you remember Vine? Those were the days. Vine was that girl. TikTok could never. The other host is Greg DeBeck. And both of these guys are great in this. So again, this link came in a submission and the person who submitted simply asked thoughts. Now, my initial reaction to the link was confusion. But when I read the title of the video, I was intrigued. The title was, I'm not gay, but I cheat on my wife with men. So the two hosts interview this anonymous man who has had a voice modifier put over his actual voice, and it, it's just wild. Let's get into some key points, and then I'll give my thoughts on the entire situation. So it started when this guy was browsing around on Craigslist, where he was seeing a number of men for men ads, where the men stated they were in heterosexual marriages. The anonymous man also admits to having sexual encounters with men in high school, but things really took off after he came across this Craigslist ad. He doesn't identify as gay or bisexual. He identifies as straight. According to him, he enjoys women. He enjoys their scent, their touch. He describes his marriage as happy, passionate, and normal. But at times, he says he craves to be around a guy, to fill them, to have them on top of him, and that is strictly sexual, nothing romantic, stating that's why he seeks out straight married men, because if the men were homosexual or identify as anything other than straight, things could get too messy. He even admits to having regulars that he meets up with often and the ages of all his sexual partners varies from mid to late 30s to even 70s these men have policies and guidelines such as if they were to see one another in public they should simply ignore or disregard their existence in that moment some men have no kissing restrictions and sometimes even partake in threesomes they are very discreet and leave any conversations about children, family lives, anything that has to do with their everyday life out of these encounters. Over a 25-year span, this anonymous man admits to having over, wait for it, 
1,500 sexual partners. The sexual encounters typically take place in the basement of this anonymous man's home that has been turned into and disguised as a guest room with a shower, sink, and extra linens. Imagine staying at a relative's home, not knowing thousands of men are railing each other on the bed that you're sleeping in. This is wild. (laughs) It's so wild. The hosts then ask this anonymous man if in the 25 years he's had these affairs, because let's call it what it is, these are affairs while being married. They ask if part of him feels bad, to which he responds, um, no, I guess because I enjoy it and the guys that I'm with, they really enjoy it. And the mindset is the same. We've kind of convinced each other somehow that we're just getting a drink of water, but we're at the water fountain for two hours. That's how I really see it. It's, I'm really thirsty. I just need some water. Wow. He describes his sexual relationship with his wife as intimate and emotional, and these affairs are just physical. It's just a desire to have a more masculine partner. To this day, this anonymous man has never been caught by his wife and states she is completely oblivious to what he is doing. He really seems proud of the fact that he has become a professional. He cleans up everything and discards of any evidence. He has never had an STD scare and uses the basement because his wife never has had a reason to go down there. At one point, he was even asked if the tables were turned, how would he feel or how would he react? To which he replies, I would be understanding. Mm. He plans to eventually stop and has stated that he can go a long time without having sex with men, referring back to COVID-19, the quarantine era where his whole family came together to quarantine in their home and all of his side activities were put on a pause. In the end, he doesn't consider this cheating. In fact, he states he doesn't even know what to classify this as. But to check out the full hour-long interview, check out Other People's Lives podcast on YouTube. Are you guys ready for my thoughts? You said you wanted to know my thoughts. Well, just one person asked, but okay. Here's the thing. One of the standout issues for me was the complete and utter disregard and disrespect of his wife. Like, sure, he acknowledged that he loves her, that their marriage and intimate moments are passionate, but that doesn't make what he's doing on the side less fucked up. What's what's this even called? Consensual non-monogamy or I don't know. I would consider this a form of cheating. If you sleep with someone else, behind your spouse's or partner's back without their knowledge, sneaking around, that is considered cheating. Not to mention you're bringing 
random guys who you're meeting on Craigslist into your home. Like, this is just a mess. Do I think this man is gay or bisexual? I would say possibly on the bisexual side of things. I'm not really a label kind of guy lately. When it comes to that, just be you. Screw everyone who has an issue. But I just, oh my God. I find this topic so fascinating because I know this guy isn't the only case. If you do a simple Google search right now, I'm a married man, but sleep with men on the side or whatever. You'll come across dozens of Reddit posts and articles of anonymous men seeking out other married men or simply sharing their experiences. I don't want to come off as 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 being judgy here. I'm just I'm just giving my opinion on the whole matter, especially because I would consider myself to be pretty open-minded. I'm a pretty open-minded guy, but I'm just I think I'm just putting myself in any of these wives shoes and I know from me I would just be devastated I would be so broken so broken I want to know what you all think let me know your thoughts respectfully screamquircast at gmail.com sculpt your dream guy using the men from the scream movies hair body face personality this one's easy he needs to look like Chad and Roman had a baby. I would wet my fucking pants if I seen a man look like the two of them. Uh, thanks for that submission, Clark. Yes, I'm going to give your identity away. Uh, everyone, please go and check out my friend Clark Makes Art on Instagram. He puts out some of the most amazing pieces. And for horror fans, mainly us gays, uh, we were blessed with the Horror Hunks calendar with all of his hunky men of Scream pieces in it. I have mine hanging up next to me. He also joined me on my I Know What You Drew last summer episode. This episode is like a giant advertisement now. If you are enjoying the podcast, leave me a rating and review. I want those fives so we can get this show noticed more. But until next time, I will scare you all on the next episode.